Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who goes this town tonight Hey, welcome into the Palmer Lassiter Sports Talk Show 888-346-9144 is the number to call in Join us anytime, any any time of the week, any day of the week. We go five days, four days a week. Excuse me. We take Wednesdays off. Denry Lachey is here in the studio, riding solo on this beautiful Friday out here in the valley thus far. Football Friday, that is. Let's get it kicked off. How about this? Yesterday's show. If you if you didn't get a chance to tune into yesterday's show, please tune into it. Uh, yesterday we mostly discussed on. Um, the mindset of these young athletes, younger um, student athletes at that, whether they're in high school, college, and, you know, the, the the message that's being sent down from the head coaches, from, you know, the parents and homes. It was a very, very great, intelligent, um, just overall show. I mean, learning the aspects of, you know, the message that's being sent down from experienced guys like Kwame himself, like myself, uh, like Kurt um, Felkeller himself, and, Hearing those stories, and also Coach Big called, called in yesterday. Hearing those stories, and then going out yesterday attending uh, the National Powerhouse Hamilton Huskies uh, high school game. I mean, it, it, it flowed well. You know, going out to see that game and getting the understatement, especially the message that we was um, describing and talking about yesterday, was phenomenal. So, if you ever get a chance to listen to yesterday's Thursday show, please do so. Um, now, today, moving into that aspect, we did touch on a little bit uh, yesterday before we got out of the studio was on Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor returns for the, uh, this weekend's game, this Sunday's game, as they are hosting the Chicago Bears. Um, obviously, it's a great deal that, you know, the Seahawks have Chicago coming to town um, who are not playing too well. And, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Chicago even coming into the season, especially with the uh, with the wavering of you know, Brandon Marshall, that's a big target. And now you got the injured, once again, injured Jay Cutler, who, you know, who nobody really believes in anymore. I don't even know if Chicago and John Fox, Coach Fox, even believes in it either. But uh, he's going to be in town. I don't know if he's playing or not. His status is still uncertain. Um, but they are going to roll with Jimmy Clausen, who which struggled against a tough Arizona Cardinals defense last week. But not only that, you go into Seattle you got Cam Chancellor back. You got some attitude, some swagger back on the team, back on that defensive um, and experience, you know, back on that defensive end. But Seattle, they're facing, you know, they're facing some dilemmas as well. Uh, the reports came out last week. I know we really didn't discuss about it too much, but, um, you know, Jimmy Graham is not too happy with his role in Seattle. If you don't know Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham, all pro you know, with the New Orleans Saints, you know, ball lights out at the tight end position, wasn't happy because the Saints tried to pay him like a tight end when he was playing wide out most of the time. So it was awesome, you know, to see that acquisition take place for, you know, Russell Wilson to get another target. But it's not panning out right now. I mean, we're talking two games. Yeah, right now Seattle is an 0-2 football team, but I think we all know that they're going to make the playoffs. Um but being on to, you know, they kind of put their foot in the mouth a little bit. Now they got a hill to start climbing. Getting a guy like a champ, Cam Chancellor back, that's that's going to be that's going to be very impactful. And the only deal is, like after this point, like with Seattle, with all these distractions, and you know who wants to get paid, who doesn't want to get paid, is it going to, you know, pretty much 
show out on the field? I don't believe so. Um, I think they're all, at the end of the day, they're strong band of brothers who've been a part of this uh, this kind of a dynasty that's been put together um, in the last couple of years with Seattle and these young guns and undrafted free agents and the Marshawn Lynch's. Uh, they're, they're going to find a way to get it together. Uh, Jimmy Graham is going to find a great role. Now, I think Chicago, hosting the Chicago Bears, I think that's going to be a great way to get it going again. Um, well, Chicago is an 0-2 football team as well. I mean, I'm not I'm not too sold on the Bears overall, but just to see the play of Cam Chancellor getting back, see you know if he's in, back in shape, has he been keeping up in shape? You know, how was the... Um, you know, how was the line? How was, you know, how are they going to feel healthier? Because, you know, they had some injuries that happened occurred during the Green Bay game. And also, you know, the front office. Do you trust a guy like Cam Chancellor to, you know, play play his heart out? We don't know. He could go out there and just, you know, just be chilling on the sidelines. He can go out there and just be lackadaisical on the playing field. We do not know because, yeah, he made the mention of, yeah, I don't want to leave my brothers out there. But at the same time, you did leave him out there for two games in a row. Not only that, you you got the team stuck at an 0-2. Now you got to climb uphill to go catch the Cardinals. You got to go catch the St. Louis Rams who beat you, you know, in week one, who beat your team in week one. So, you know, only place they can go now is up. And they have a tough, tough couple of games coming up um, besides the Chicago Bears team, who I think um, Seattle's going to blow out. But you never know. You never know what can happen, you know, what's going on in that locker room, what's the discussion. Uh, we don't know, but right now they're on two football team. They have to prove, you know, that they still belong, you know, at the top echelon of the NFL. So we'll see. So there was a game last night as well. Uh, not just talking about the Hamilton game, uh, in which they, which was a close game. Two two excellent high schools went at it last night out here in the Valley. Uh, but there was a game last night with Eli Manning, once again, primetime television hosting, you know, these Washington Redskins. And the surprising Redskins, in which they had a victory last game, uh, last week, I should say, against a tough St. Louis team, um, went into town, went to go see the New York Giants. I didn't really catch the game too much, um, caught a few highlights. It was great to see, you know, the return of uh, Ruben Randall and Odell Beckham. It was great to see Eli Manning finally uh, manage the clock well and pretty much put on a, a great performance in the second half uh, with him not turning over the football at all. That's the way, you know, the New York Giants is used to playing football. Yeah, they have a lot, a lot to do with their running game. They have a lot, you know, to pick up on in that running game because, you know, you you had to, you got Jennings and Williams, you know, splitting, what, 25 carries, you know, not even close to, you know, 80 yards. And that's going to be tough for a guy like Eli. I mean, yeah, you can get away with it against, you know, the Washington Redskins, of course, who has all the distractions in the world and also the QB situation, but... You know, a team like New York with them going back home and bouncing back, finally getting a win. Uh, this team could easily be three and one and not one and two, or three and zero, oh, not one and two. I say this because the collapse, um, the mindset in that second half, fourth quarter uh, times. You know, that was the biggest issue in the first two weeks. Was you know where is Eli Manning's head at? Eli has dropped the ball two weeks in a row. And now this third week in which they were hosting the Washington Redskins last night, you know, that's that's the part I wanted to see, how fluently he played in the second half. Uh, I caught a few highlights, caused, watched a couple games on uh, NFL Network that replayed it later on um, in the evening. But, you know, that's when Eli actually, you know, went to work. He had his two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. 
because the game, it, it was pretty close. I mean, it was still a ball game going into the fourth quarter with the score 18-6. But then Eli found Odell Beckham, of course, with a 30-yard pass, and then also a 41-yarder to uh, Ruben Randall. And I think Ruben Randall is going to be huge for this team, even though they got rid of, you know, the guy Parker, um, who, who couldn't catch a lick, you know. He just couldn't catch a cold either. But they – you know, it, it was the player Ruben Randall that had to step up as well. You know, it couldn't just all be on Odell. You can't, you know, keep using the excuse, oh, we're going to wait on, you know, Victor Cruz to get healthy so he can come back in and join us. But, you know, it's it's what you have now. And especially against a beat-up team like the Redskins. I'm not saying beat-up as in health-wise. Uh, they're a pretty healthy team. I'm just talking, you know, in the locker room. What's the talk about? What's the mindset on the offensive end? You know, who believes in Kirk Cousins and who who does not? I thought Kirk Cousins, you know, he didn't look too well. He didn't look comfortable at all last night. And, you know, I'm not too sold on the Giants defense at all. I'm, I'd, rather, I'd rather play against the Giants defense as a quarterback than, per se, the St. Louis Rams, in which the Redskins, you know, they beat the Rams. So they put up more points against the Rams as well. I would I would definitely take my, my odds, you know, to play well against the Giants, but that didn't happen. You know, they they were on the road um, in a hostile environment, of course, and playing in in New York. But at the same time, you know, you got a guy like like Kirk Cousins who you know needs some help around him. It was great to see the rookie running back. I mean, I think he's been playing well, um, but you know, he's getting the help that he's needed. He just has, has to find. You know that core group. Everybody has to get on one page as a culture. You got to bring it all together at one point. You know you, you can't be throwing thirty for forty nine, three hundred sixteen yards and two turnovers and a touchdown. It's not going to get the job done, especially in that NFC East that's just wide open still. Even though you know Washington is what one and two, the Giants are one and two. That division is wide open. You know Dallas and you know Philadelphia with the Eagles being zero and two. And Dallas being 2-0, but without Romo, Des Bryant, I mean, you name it, like they don't have their core group. They're kind of they're pretty much beat up for a couple of weeks. You still got a chance to get a, get in it, to get after it. Find a way to bring it all together. You know, you got some playmakers in Reed and Garcon. You know, Ross looked good last night, Crowder. You have these playmakers, and you got the rookie running back in Jones. You know, he's just running the heck out of the football. I mean, he's doing as much as he can. He's a rookie. You can't put too much on his shoulders, but going 30 for 49 against that Giants defense is that, that's, that's, that's absurd. I mean, you got to find, you know, that comfortability to make sure you can, you know, be cohesive in running the football and, you know, pass the game as well. It'll open up the gate for Kirk Cousins and not have to put so much on his shoulders against, you know, a, a New York Giants team like that. But they'll see each other again, you know, in a couple weeks. And, that NFC East right now, I mean, it's just so wide open. I mean, anyone can take the, you know, can take the hit and you know start winning ball games. Who's who's going to step up in that NFC East? It's always it's funny because year after year that, that conference, that division always comes down to the last like couple games, last couple weeks, and you don't know who's going to be in the playoffs or whatnot. And it comes down simply to the last minute, the last ball game. Uh, Dallas Cowboys have been known to be the eight and eight Warriors until last season. They finally broke through and started to win some ball games at the end. Um, now they have you know the target on their back once again. You know you you got a Brandon Whedon who's taken over, who you know a lot of us are not too sold on his play um, at the quarterback position in the Benjamin Button era of his uh, football career. But 
you know, who knows? Who, who, he could come out there slinging it. He's not going to have Dez, obviously, uh, for a couple more weeks. Who knows his status? You know, the Cowboys, they they keep flirting around, throwing out, oh, he's going to be out 10 to 12 weeks. Now it's two to four. Well, the, the guy's walking around without no boot. You know, he just has surgery. And next thing you know, by next week, he's probably going to be running. And I know a guy like Dez Bryant, if he has the chance to walk and run and climb and, you know, move backwards, whatever, he's going to find a way to get out on that field as soon as possible. Kwame Lester, the Sports Talk Show, 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. We're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to discuss more NFL talk, college football kicking off. It's Football Friday. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demi Lachey, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Does the coming hunting seasons hold success for you? Well, this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, we're focusing on the 2015 wild game forecast with the latest dish on population numbers, season dates, overall game health, and lots more. And joining us will be Stan Potts and Nate Hossie. Plus Tom McMillan, John Divney, and Joe Kinney of KOVE. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hi, this is Jake the Snake Plumber. You're listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk with Demery Lachey and Doug Bremer. They're legit. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demi Lachey. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us any day of the week, Monday through Friday, except for Wednesdays, which we take our day off. But we back in here. It's Football Friday. A lot of football to discuss. Also, um, want to make sure, you know, you all, you know, we, we get in discussions about, you know, some of the college football that's going to be played as well this weekend. Uh, you know, take a little... Uh, praise off the NFL a little bit. Also, I want to give a shout-out. Um, happy anniversary to Vince Carter. It's been 15 years since he'd done the greatest dunk ever. 
in my era since I can remember. It's crazy that it was 15 years ago. I feel like it was literally like a couple years ago is when he jumped and dunked over that 7-2 beast. I can't think of the gentleman's name right now uh, during that Olympic play. And it's been 15 years to this day. Joining us on on air, on joining us live on air, we have Kwame. Kwame Lasser calling calling us from the greens. He just teed off. I just teed off, man, but I didn't want to leave you hanging. I tried to, you know, we, I just hit a monster shot down the middle anyway, so we got to wait. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was you that hit the monster shot, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was one. Oh, man, the first three holes were terrible. Mm-hmm. Kwame, do you, you remember? Too late last night. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Hey, you remember 15 years ago to this day, uh, 50 years ago to this day, I saw the greatest dunk of my life. It was when Vince Carter hopped over that seven-two gentleman uh, who, mm. who who tried to you know be seven-two and with his arms up, probably turned into about seven-six. Uh, Vince Carter jumped over this man, greatest dunk I've ever seen live. It's crazy that that happened 15 years ago. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, about. I know. Like, hey, wow. Vince Carter's still playing. He's still on somebody's squad, isn't he? Um, I believe he's still finding some time. Yeah, he was playing. Minutes. I know he was playing last year. Yeah. But that's that's the insanity. That's the, the guy who jumps out the gym. Right. Uh, Vince had the hops. Yeah, and it was it was incredible. I think that's the greatest dunk of all time ever in a ball game. It was yeah. crazy. That was 15 years ago. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What about uh, John Starks over Michael, Michael Jordan and uh That wasn't the same. Pippen. He, he just did it because York. it was Jordan Pippen. That, that's the only reason why that, that one even gets as much credit as it does. I think the greatest dunk of all time. This man jumped over this jump like nothing. Like he went over this guy. He was he didn't a jump seven through him. Foot two guy. Seven two with his arms in the air. He got yeah. all of that. <laughs> it's the greatest dunk uh, I've ever seen. He been he been doing that to people from day one. Yeah. Like to do it to a seven footer, seven foot two guy. Mm hmm. That's it's, a different ball game. It's funny, real quick. I'm I'm. Reading down, you know some of the, some of these articles or whatnot, and some of these stories that's going out, and they talked about former Cardinals uh, defensive back Adrian Wilson and his shoe collection. I guess he owns over ten thousand ten thousand pairs of sneakers. Yeah, and, well, and, he has a store. <laughs> that's why he owns ten thousand pairs of them. He has a store called uh, High Point out yeah. in um, off of in Scottsdale, right out there in the. Uh, Across from Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall, but he has a nice little store in High Point. He might have one in uh, High Point, North Carolina, also. See, that but makes yeah, sense. See, now. Speaking of speaking of Adrian, he's getting inducted to the Ring of Honor uh, this weekend in the San Francisco Arizona Cardinals football game. Right. So that's wow. A, that's a great honor and tribute to him for putting in all that work. That but is. What's, what's crazy though is how um, you know he got in and he deserved to be in, but I don't know if Larry Sanders is in yet. So I'm like, wow. You you have to put guys like Gary Sims in there. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals are doing their due diligence uh, in order. They're getting the right guys in, but they're not doing it in the order. Larry Sims would, would be in there if uh, you could bring, uh, I think maybe Ron McKinnon might be in. Mm-hmm. He was no Larry Sims. But right. you got to put those guys in the ring on him. But Adrian's going, he's well deserving of it. And that's that's what's going to happen this weekend against the San Francisco 49ers game. That's crazy. That, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely. You know, deserved. I'm gonna tell you that point because I remember watching Adrian Wilson as a as a younger kid. I mean, this guy shut down the whole side of a field. Like quarterbacks would not throw to his side, and 
literally like he he made me a fan to watch Cardinals games because I'm like you know being in the Midwest you, you don't watch too much West Coast games but you hear about this guy Adrian Wilson how he shuts down the side of a field and I think he was he was still young he was like 24 25 and they wouldn't even yeah, throw it to the yeah, to he his came, side he of the came field with a lot of fire and uh, uh but the the best thing Adrian Wilson did uh, one of the best things in his career that he did was humble himself and learn how to play in the National Football League because coming out of North Carolina as a junior. I mean, he thought he should be playing right away. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys with that ego and that determination, they want to play right away. You think you could do it. But when you get out there, you find out you're going to make a lot of mistakes. But you overcome those mistakes with the effort you have from wanting to play. But you can't do that at the expense of a team, right. of a unit, of a defensive unit. But then he humbled himself a lot to play, and then the rest is history. Uh, some uh, ESPN called me last week and I asked me questions about him. Mm-hmm. And I said, eventually... And he should be one of those guys that's mentioned. I, I wouldn't say first ballot, but he's he should be in the Hall of Fame. If you look at his numbers, those are Hall of Fame numbers. Ooh, and and I come to find out, you really don't have to have a Super Bowl to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a great career. And a great career for a long time, that's Hall of Fame. A good player has a great career here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's tough. Um, he, I mean, he does have the numbers. He does, you know, he did produce over... Uh, you know, amongst a, a crowd of years or whatnot in his career, so I'm not too sure on the Hall of Fame right away first ballot. I'm not too sure on first no, I, ballot. No, but I didn't say first ballot. Okay, I okay. Ballot. I thought you, I thought you were trying no, to throw he, that in there. He, if you, if you look at who's in the Hall of Fame, here, here's the. I, I keep using LC as an example because what he did when he played, mm-hmm. no running back has ever done before. But now the game has changed offensively, and now these guys are able to do that because you can't hit them. Uh, they're using running backs out the backfield because he set a precedent for that. You have to make those linebackers cover, so he was able to dig the dump, dump the ball off in a flat, and you got a back, you know, getting a hundred plus receptions a year. After Larry's, I think the next guy did it was uh, Ladainian Thomas, and Ladainian is going November twenty first right. into the San Diego Chargers uh, retirement of his. They retire his jersey, mm-hmm. so it's it, it's it's all. Timing, if you will, but I think he does deserve to be in there at some point. I'm not saying first ballot. First right. ballot would be great, but if you look at his numbers, you just go and look at his numbers and what this guy's done: uh, sacks and interceptions. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people out there. I know Seth Joyner has 25 sacks and, or what it might be 30 sacks and 30 interceptions, or 25 sacks and 25 interceptions. There's not a lot of guys who have that. Right. So you're talking about Hall of Fame. You're talking about separating yourself from. Good players. Yeah, I think I think that's phenomenal for uh, you know Adrian to get that recognition. I think it's well deserved. Would you consider him the greatest safety in the Cardinals organization ever? What in the world did you just ask me? <laughs> Would you? He is number two, number one. one? Of them. <laughs> he is one of them. All right, I'm just asking. As they host, who who they host? They hosting the 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 Forty Niners this weekend, um, uh-huh. this Sunday. 49ers just it came off a crazy week one victory over the Vikings, and then they ended up you know taking a bad loss last weekend. Now, yeah, I mean they they, they beat the Vikings. It beat them pretty bad. Now they coming. Okay. Now they coming to Arizona, uh, hosting these hot Cardinals right now. Um, you know, I, I already know you know you got your prediction together, but what are you looking to see? You know, from the 49ers standpoint. Oh, he must have had to take his short game shots up. So, anyway, discussing, you know, with Adrian Wilson becoming, you know, getting in the ring of Hall of Fame, I mean, that's huge for a Cardinal standpoint. That's huge for the Cardinals organization, period, for the NFL. 
definitely well deserved. Um, but this game coming up with, between the Cardinals and the, and the 49ers, I mean, it's it's a huge divisional game. And going into the season, it was like no question, you know, the Cardinals were going to, you know, display and, and, and beat this team pretty bad on paper. But, um, you know, the 49ers, they show some fight. They, they're not backing down for anyone. And that's a great deal to see because – how strong this division is, I, I still think it's the best division in the NFL, um, but they're not going to back down. They're, they're just not going to back down. I don't think they're, they're afraid to play the Cardinals. And what was that? We're talking the 49ers talk and how they're coming to town. You know, they're they're not afraid to go against the Cardinals. They're not afraid to slap the Cardinals in the mouth uh, because of this huge division game. I think it's still the best division in football. A lot of people are saying NFC East this year or the AFC East, but I still think NFC West is still holding it down. Um, as the best in football after two games. And, and the, the Cardinals are not going to shy away. So th- this is a huge, you know, big-time big ball game for both teams to see where they're at in their division. Uh, I think it's the Cardinals' first time seeing a division opponent just like the 49ers this season. So with this game, you know, being participating. Yeah, the Cardinals, uh, football normally have the Cardinals number. They usually have the Arizona Cardinals number, but Samson before not coming here. Uh, they're going to play some football, but I don't think they have enough to beat the Cardinals have going on this year as far, as far as the running game uh, with Chris Johnson and those guys. And then you have the, the rookie coming in doing what he's doing, spilling those guys and then playing at a high level mm-hmm. as a rookie. Arizona Cardinals offensive coordinator and staff mm-hmm. doing a great job of limiting his time. And when they do, he's fresh and can make those big explosive plays. And then you have the passing game with Larry Fitzgerald being NFC Player of the Week for mm-hmm. what he did in Chicago. The yeah. Carlos, I don't think there's going to be too much of an issue with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. A lot of people are saying the Cardinals is the hottest team in the NFL right now. They're the best 2-0 and football team that that a lot of people aren't just still not talking about, but it's not as bad as last season. You remember when they went, went what, 8-0, 9-0, and everybody started to become aware you know, out here, it was like, yo, they're playing great football at the first four games. They were like, wow, this team is we, – we knew what to expect. And now this season, they're the front runners. You know, now it's like, okay, keep your eyes on Arizona. Now a lot of teams are – a lot of organizations and, you know, the media or whatnot are paying attention to the to the Arizona Cardinals. They're saying this is the best team in football. I wonder if that's, you know, maybe a little too much going to this divisional game. You know, are the you know are the Niners really you know buying up the hype? I don't want the Cardinals to go in with too much hype. I mean, you do got Larry Fitzgerald, you know, making his way back. Uh, definitely, you know, showing that he's still impactful, that he still can play this game at a high level. And like Kwame mentioned, you know, this this rookie running back and uh, David Johnson. Every time he touches the ball, something great is going to happen. I can't wait to see what Chris Johnson is going to bring to the table. I think he's a huge impact for this game. Going into this uh, this game against the Niners is something that the 49ers aren't used to seeing from the Cardinals. You know, they they, they know what to expect on the offensive end and that defensive front and how they're going to hackle, you know, Kaepernick and bring the blitz against them. But, you know, I think on the offensive end, we're going to see what Chris Johnson is going to bring to the table. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Uh, we're going to discuss more football. We got to take another break, but after the break, we're going to discuss more football. Discuss, you know, some college football as well. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back.
himself is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is Jerome Buda Daniels. You're listening to Kwame Lassa's Sports Talk with Dan Marie Lachey and Doug Bremer. They know about this sports thing. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. Hey, welcome back. welcome back into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us. Demon Lachey, Kwame Lasseter is here on the lines, on the green. Uh, hopefully he got to the green. I'm not too sure. Last I don't know, he was, you know, uh, at the tee off. So who knows? Uh, biggest number, big, a big number that um, coming into week three is the, the number nine. That's the, the number nine is the big number to think about. It's nine teams that's 2-0. It was nine teams coming into this week that was 0-2. That got changed to, well, now it's eight teams. But it was nine because of the New York Giants. They got a victory last night. But nine teams being 2-0. And I want to go into, you know, who should we buy in and who should we sell on? And we talked about the Cardinals to begin with. They're 2-0. I think they're a very impactful 2-0 team. I believe, you know, they I'm buying them, you know. I'm I'm sold on them. They are going to be they got a chance to, you know, these first 8 games, first 9 games, I think they have a chance to literally not lose a game at all. That's how impactful the Cardinals win. They they might not win too big. They're not going to win too but they play, you know, they can play close games, but they're just going to beat you outright. They're not going to throw up, you know, 40, 50 points, like, you know, New England or something. They're not going to have these spectacular offensive numbers, but they're going to be very efficient. They're going to make sure, you know, they capitalize on each and every opportunity, whether it's their defense out there or the offense. Uh, Bruce Arians got these boys, they got these boys going. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely bought in. I'm definitely bought in. And that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the, with the Cardinals, uh, but I, I, they're going to lose the game. But the great thing about it, they sustain it. And winning these games with a with not a healthy offensive line uh, unit, and these guys are still making it happen. As long as you can keep Carson Palmer upright, 
I think they have a great chance of winning the division right now. Mm-hmm. I know it's only going into the third week, but right now they're leading the division. That's that's something you don't take for granted. Whenever right. you leave and that plays in the psyche and the mental of uh, anybody who's behind you. And when you're talking about 2-0 and and that being the number nine, well, you look at that 0-2 team. I think Seattle's probably the best 0-2 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not because of what they've done, because of what, who they have and what's coming back, Cam Chancellor coming back. Mm-hmm. I think they're the best 0-2 team. They're going to get on the run right here. In the next five weeks, the Seattle Seahawks will be 2-2. Two and two. They'll be back at 500. And then the, the leaders start looking a little different, especially the West, because we're going to see what St. Louis does uh, right. with their campaign of resuscitating that offense and coming off that debacle they did in uh, Washington, D.C., when they let the Redskins run all over them. So the recipe for success will be, you know, running football on these guys. And the Cardinals' defense... That, that's not going to happen at a consistent pace throughout the football game. Of course. And an interesting team to me that's 2-0 right now uh, that I want to discuss. We don't put a lot of light on them, but they're playing pretty great, great football right now, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Matt Ryan, with him, you know, having an experienced quarterback like Matt Ryan and, you know, rookie running back in Tevin Coleman who just suffered an injury, that's going to be a pretty interesting team to see. Um, I'm not – necessarily sure if I'm ready to buy in even though you know they do have the new head coach coming from Seattle a defensive minded guy in which their defense has struggled the last couple of years but um, they've been pretty efficient thus far you know in the first two games you see them being pretty blitz heavy um, organization in which you're not used to seeing the Falcons you know used to seeing them being very conservative and you know just trying to keep everything in front of them but you know then get blown out the water or the team puts a lot of points on their defense so that's a pretty interesting team. Also in their conference, this 2-0 is the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, led by, of course, Superman Cam Newton, in which he, he's still trying to be a kid and doing all these flips in the end zones. And, you know, that's, it's just Cam being Cam. But he's Superman. I mean, he, he, he's unbreakable. He kind of reminds me of uh, Ben Roethlisberger when he was a little younger. So um, who knows where this team will go? Um, they have a very strong defense. You know, led by Luke Keekley and uh, linebacker Davis. I mean, they're they're just a strong defensive unit. They did win the division last season, so you know they're come, they're going to come into the season with a lot of hype, a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence. Uh, even with the loss of the running back D'Angelo Williams, um, who is now balling for the Pittsburgh Steelers, this team is going to be interesting to watch and see. They did lose Kelvin Benjamin, you know, to a torn ACL in camp, so. That's an interesting 2-0 team, you know, that, that catches my eye as well. The Cincinnati Bengals are also 2-0. Who knows what they're going to do? Then we look down at the 0-2 teams. I don't know who, you know, who I'm sold at or, you know, who I'm buying into, who's going to buy into being 0-2 or just having a losing season. I think Philadelphia and Chicago is definitely in that region of, you know, I don't, I don't see things getting any better, um, but hopefully not too worse. Um, Detroit. It's very shocking to me, seeing the Lions 0-2. Um, they, they did have a couple of first, you know, tough two weeks in their scheduling. But, I mean, the experience button, I mean, it, it's huge. And then you have Amir Abdul, who looked phenomenal during, you know, preseason play. And you just didn't see that, you know, transition into the NFL, uh, you know, regular season. Yeah, he, he bought out week one. But ever since then, I mean, it's it's just been a hidden source, you know. You haven't seen the way, you know, what you, you didn't see the same Amir Abdul that you did, you know, preseason-wise. And then they dropped the bomb in, you know, Minnesota. 
last last week, and you know now they got a tough game coming up this weekend. You know, Detroit is, you know, with them winning the division last season, and you know now, you know they have. Calvin Johnson back, and you know a little injury occurred with uh, Stafford, the quarterback. Now you put yourself, you know, in a tough position because the NFC North, uh, with with Green Bay actually always leading the way, um, and then you know it's followed supposed supposedly followed by Detroit. You know, we know Chicago's not doing anything, um, especially anytime soon. I mean, like I said, they they're traveling to, you know, to the Cardinals this weekend. So I don't, I don't. I don't believe anything's going to get better for Chicago. They're also an 0-2 team. But in that division, you know, with the Green Bay Packers, you know, that's who Detroit has to play up to. Minnesota has found a way. They finally, you know, they, they won the game. The first, the week one game, they had, they had no excuse uh, in my eyes to lose to the 49ers the way they did. But, you know, it's it's a new unit. You're getting Adrian Peterson back into, you know, back into the things. So I'm expecting a big weekend from AP. But you can't get behind. You know, if you're a Lions team with, you know, the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers in your division, we're just going to throw Chicago out of there. Um, they just, no, nah, I, don't, I don't see anything getting better at all. But having, you know, the Vikings and the Packers and with Packers coming off a huge win um, and hosting Seattle, now they got a chance to uh, play great football. Again, you know, we're going to see a great football game Monday night when it comes to KC and Green Bay. Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, I believe they actually do have a chance of winning this game. Um, I say this because, you know, how they played against the Broncos, even though they took a loss, but I think it was that was a very, like, confident, confidential loss. They had no business losing that game because of the turnovers of Alex Smith and the fumbles, the rare fumbles that you saw from Jamal Charles and how he grew up and kind of, you know, t- took it on his hands. Like, hey, this is my fault today. You know, blame me on this. Don't look at the quarterback. Don't, you know, look at the defensive play. This is on me because I think that defense played well. It was great to see Marcus Peters, you know, a rookie going against Demarius Thomas, an all-pro receiver. Um, you know, he was going hand-to-hand with him. He, he was, you know, doing all he could. And he, he didn't look too bad. So seeing that team develop and now they, you know, going into Green Bay, we're going to see what's the, where the real Kansas City Chiefs are at. Uh, both of these teams, I mean, I think they had the best fans in the game. So, I'm expecting, of course, you know, a sold-out crowd while it's still warm in Green Bay. Um, but to see these two organizations go at it, I mean, that's going to be a phenomenal Monday night game. Um, I'd rather tune into that than see Denver and Detroit Sunday night football. You know, and that was a whole that, – that's, that's another speculation that, you know, that I read across was the primetime games. You know, what games are being watched, what games are not being watched, who's tuning in to this or that. And last last week, Monday Night Football game was between Indianapolis Colts and the New York Jets, and the ratings were very low. There was no other season premieres that night on TV, you know, regular television. The Emmys, you know, were kicking off on on Tuesday, but that Monday Night Football game was it, it was atrocious. You know, nobody watched it. It was a boring game, and the Colts is my team. The reason why the Colts get a primetime game is because of the play of Andrew Luck and how he's supposed to sling that thing around. But when you get a crazy, chaotic, chaos defense and the New York Jets, you know, and Todd Bowles and what he brought to the table, you're not going to see the ball being tossed around too many times. You're not going to see, um, you know, quarterback go for over 300, 400 yards passing. That's what we pay. That's what we like to see. Of course, that's a primetime game. That's what you want to see. That's what you want to live up to. But the game was very boring. 
Not only that, it, it transitioned to, you know, some bad ratings. So I think the NFL is now going to start discussing, you know, okay, which teams do we play on primetime television games? Who's going to have the Thursday night games compared to, um, you know, the, the Sunday, Monday night games? They have to transition because I think Monday night football is starting to, it's starting to dwindle down a little bit. You know, it was hot for the past, like, what, 20 years? It, it was phenomenal. I think this season has been a little letdown. Um, some fans, you know, even if you're not a fan of that team, they just say, oh, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just the Jets and the Colts. Who wants to go see that? You know, name me, na- name me three guys on the Colts defense right now. So, you know, you, you got to start playing these, you know, bigger games. I mean, why not see Pittsburgh, St. Louis? You know, why not see, uh, I was going to say Chicago, Seattle, but I, we're, we're throwing Chicago out of there. I don't know what's going on with them. But you want to see, you know, these better games. New Orleans, Carolina, put them on primetime television. Baltimore, C- Cincinnati. Even though Baltimore is an 0-2 team, which is very interesting, but they have their number against Cincinnati. So, you know, tune in for that game if you get the chance on CBS. I would love to see that game in a primetime night game compared to, you know, what's going to be played or compared to what was played last weekend and the Colts and the Jets, honestly, Denver and Detroit, they, they might be the same outcome. You're going to see some great defensive play from both units, and Peyton Manning's not going to be the old Peyton Manning, you know, slinging that thing up and down the field to Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, you know, tearing it down the seam. You're not going to see that. You're going to see a more conservative, you know, uh, Peyton Manning. He's going to be looking to pinpoint and, you know, not necessarily – attack the way that you used to see him during his career. There's a whole other paid many nowadays. So, you know, I think the NFL, they're, they're going to, they, they already started talks, you know, transitioning, changing games. I hope they don't do it at like the last minute, last second of, you know, during the week. It's like, oh, okay, we're going to switch these two primetime television games. We're going to switch these games out. No, have a structured schedule, you know, towards the end of the season, like right now, for weeks, like, I don't know, week 14, week week 10 through 16 or whatever, figure out who should we have on primetime television and, and who we shouldn't because those are the games. It's one game on a Monday night. Yeah, you're going to have tons and thousands of people watching and millions of people watching the game. But at the same time, you know, you it, it's losing out on, on a little bit more. You know, some very competitive TV shows that's out there right now that's ready to hit the hot spot right now. So that's going to be tough for the Monday Night Football, you know, to get it back together. I think you just take the primetime games of the week, even the game of the week, play that game. Have it being shown, you know, at a primetime schedule. Kwame Last of the Sports Talk Show. We're going to take our last break. After the break, we're going to discuss uh, some picks, college football, um, some predictions as well. You listen to Kwame Last of the Sports Talk Show with Demi Lachey, and we will be right back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air former philadelphia eagle james loving is your host and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot tune in to loving that sports talk with james loving every wednesday at noon pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel 
Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This is Frank Sanders, former player with the Arizona Cardinals. You're listening to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey and Doug Brimmer, the number one sports talk show in Phoenix, Arizona. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the Hey, welcome back in the last segment. Last segment, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, 888-346-9144. Demery Lachey is here in studio. That's a great song. Great way to kick off the weekend. Great way to kick off the last segment with college football coming up. Uh, there's some huge games this weekend. A lot of teams has, um, you know, had, had some big home games. Um, conference play is starting to kick off a little bit. We're going to start out here in the Pac-12 with the ASU Sun Devils. I think a uh, huge game this weekend. Um, with the Sun Devils, you know, it's they, they came out in the season ranked, uh, preseason ranked at a high level, at top 15 team. You're talking national championship type you know, type game, type team. Um, and they have not shown that since, um, since the ratings have came out. But they're going to get tested this weekend. They, they're going to test a feisty USC team who just came off a loss. Um, they're going to host USC this weekend. By the way, the traffic, I, I believe, is going to be pretty nuts around here, uh, especially with the J. Cole, Kanye West concert, Kanye West concert uh, being out here this weekend. That traffic is going to be nuts. It's going to be family day week, family weekend out here in the valley, and that ASU USC game. If you don't get a chance to go to the concert, definitely go check this game out. Um, both these teams, you know, they remember what happened last season in which Arizona State came out on top, first time winning in USC in I don't know in forever. Last I remember, I don't, I don't think that's ever happened. But they beat them. They, they got them last se- season. Uh, not only that, they got them on a hail mary last second play. Um, that's a tough pill to swallow. That changes that changed USC's whole season. So they definitely remember that. They definitely are not going to forget it. I guarantee you, you know, Coach is not, you know, he's not talking about it at all. He's probably telling these guys, hey, remember. Remember who done it to you. That quarterback number two, uh, Berkovici, in which he's now the, the lead quarterback, um, the leader of this uh, Sun Devils football team. But, it is conference play, and it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, Arizona State being at home the first game, they have not shown or proven to me that they're a top 15 team, that they're a top 25 team. Um, I say this because they, they just look very slow. Um, they look very lackadaisical. They don't look too confident. Um, a lot of you know new, younger guys in some big-time roles or some older guys who just haven't played much, and now you know, it's thrown out there in the light. So, uh, we will see. Pay attention to that game. Also, Utah, um, Oregon. Utah is going to be playing at Oregon, and that's another game you know to, to tune into in the Pac-12 because how experienced Oregon is, and you know they're going to go against a more even more experienced Utah team. Even though the quarterback of Utah, you know, is lacking some injury, they have a phenomenal running back, phenomenal running game that they can rely on, and Devontae Booker. He's, you know, against that Oregon defense in which Michigan State ran the throat. You know, they just ran straight down the throat numerous times and then kind of got it going in the air. Uh, Oregon's coming off a loss. You know, how are they going to react? 
watching, you know, you got two back-to-back primetime games. You know, you go all the way to East Lansing, take a loss, and now you come home to host Utah uh, conference opener. But I know Oregon, they're going to find a way. They're going to find a way to compete and to pull this game out one way or another. Uh, it's some huge games in the Pac-12. UCLA, Arizona, U of A hosting UCLA. Um, last season, UCLA beat University of Arizona pretty bad. And this was during the time when Arizona was running the tables. Everybody was surprised what Coach Rich, Rich Rodriguez was, you know, had put together. And now they're going to be put to a test. You know, UCLA being a number nine team in the country is going against Arizona, who's 16. Uh, that's a well-deserved, you know, ranking for University of Arizona. I know we're not used to seeing Arizona football, you know, being in the top 20, top 25, but, you know, they're the real deal. They're going to host, you know, UCLA and these Bruins. Even though the Bruins got a lot of distractions going on right now. Um, they they have a lot that's going on on their table, and we're going to see what they're made of on the road. TCU, Texas Tech going now out to the Big 12. That's going to be a huge game. Texas Tech in that offense and that young head coach being 3-0. and Now they're hosting, you know, the number three team in the country. And with TCU, you know, it has some gentlemen that just got arrested that, that are not going to be playing suiting up. You know, who who had a couple minutes, you know, throughout the, these games so far. One guy actually hasn't played yet. Um, he's been, you know, suspended pretty much, uh, I believe, for the now for the rest of the season because of the armed robbery that, that happened that occurred, allegedly. Um, but with a team with all that distraction, going into an environment like Texas Tech, I don't care what talent, you know, Texas Tech brings to the table and how much, you know, non-talent they are to, compared to TCU. That is a football team I would never want to play, especially at Texas Tech, even on the road. Even when they travel on the road, they play these bigger games. They live up to the hype and even more. Um, they don't look at to uh, where we're at right now, but they, they live up to the hype. They're going to you know bring their A game. So that's going to be another you know tough game to watch to, to actually you know come out and see. Oklahoma State, Texas, huge Big 12 game, um, even though Texas you know losing out on their head coach. Coach Strong, after a year and a half, or actually not even half, a uh, year and a couple games, you know, how are they going to react? How are they going to bounce back? They got a home game hosting Oklahoma State. You know, life goes on. And now you got the Cowboys coming to town. Um, Ohio State, Western Michigan. I know earlier this week we talked about, you know, Cardell Jones, JT Barrett, uh, Braxton Miller, how they had the three best quarterbacks possibly probably in the Big Ten, um, arguably in the Big Ten. Um, but, you know, we're – where does the momentum, you know, end? Where it's it's I mean, the Vegas line right now is thirty one and a half points over Western Michigan. But Ohio State, they have to play Ohio State football. They have to play themselves. Right now they're they're beating their own selves and they're winning these ball games, you know, looking very lackadaisical. They they better get it together. They better get this ball rolling before Michigan State comes, you know, before Penn State, because they can, you know, sneak up and get you. Before, you know, the, the college football playoffs, they had to find some type of glue, some type of cohesive uh, unity, you know, and once they, you know, produced in the playoffs last season, when they played against Alabama and when they went up against Oregon for the national championship, where's that Ohio State fight? Where's that football team at? Yeah, they had a lot of guys come from come back from suspension last game, last week, last couple of weeks, but now it's time to put it together. Uh, you're hosting Western Michigan. I mean, come on. It, 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 this is due to y'all schedule. Thirty-one. I think all they had to do was think about, you know, hey, let's play against this line. Let's play against the uh, the Vegas line of thirty-one and a half points. Let's see if we can make it thirty-two. I'm just saying. I mean, you got to find some type of momentum that gets you going. It's some huge games, man. Huge games this weekend. BYU, Michigan. Um, I think Michigan coach Harbaugh. 
you know, at home hosting this BYU team. This would be a huge victory for Michigan. Um, I say this, they didn't have a chance to to beat BYU. If BYU still had their quarterback, um, who now took a season-ending injury, if they still would have had this kid, I would have been, you know, no doubt, no way, you know, BYU is not going to take this loss on the road traveling to Michigan. But because of the injury, um, and, you know, they, they have a quarterback who stepped in pretty well. You know, he, he's not playing too shabby. But we, we're talking Michigan, we're talking Big Ten football. I think that's the game to keep a lookout for upset alert. Yeah, I'm a huge Michigan fan, so what? Um, but I think, you know, taking out the fan the fan out of me, that's, that's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be a phenomenal um, game to tune into. So it's some big games this weekend. That's just going through, you know, some of the top 25 teams. Only got a couple minutes before break uh, before I'm out of here. Um, so I want to get some NFL predictions in or whatnot. Atlanta and Dallas, two and zero versus two and zero. Who's going to be the real you know two and zero team? I think Atlanta will win this game, even though the game is at home for Dallas and Brandon Whedon get a chance to make his you know debut as a starter this season. You know he he hasn't played too well over his career, but we will see. Um, I can't stand the Cowboys and where they sit at right now and all the hype that they're still carrying. I think their defense is playing phenomenal, though. Sean, led by Sean Lee. Um, Sean Lee is, is, is playing really well. The defensive front is doing all they can. And the secondary is playing with, with a lot of swagger, a lot of confidence. Uh, Tennessee, Indianapolis, I think Tennessee, Indianapolis will finally get their first win, hopefully. Um, not being a biased fan, but I think the Colts, is, you know, they, they have very, very great success in the AFC South. Uh, Marcus Mariota, don't count him out, though. I think he can tear up that secondary of what the Colts have, especially with Vontae Davis questionable being out with the concussion. So we'll see. Cleveland and Oakland, that'll be a very interesting game. Both teams one and one um, McCown is, 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 was announced earlier this week as the starter, but, you know, don't count out Johnny Football. I think he played phenomenal last week. He played with a lot of confidence. You saw that Texas A&M. You know, Johnny Football come out of them. So we will see. And Oakland, they just came off of, off a huge win. Amari Cooper is, you know, he's ready to go. So we'll tune into that game as well. Cincinnati-Baltimore, I think Cincinnati will win this game on the road. Baltimore have been having uh, Cincinnati's number for the last couple of seasons. But I think Cincinnati talent right now will, will you know, prevail. I think with Jeremy Hill running the football, A.J. Green and Andy Dalton on the same page, and that defense is, you know, they're going to give Flacco a lot of heck. Uh, Jackson, New England, who cares? We all know New England's going to win that game. Carolina, New Orleans, very impactful game. Uh, I don't think New Orleans is ready for the Panthers, especially with that game being at home for North, for Carolina. Uh, Jets uh, and the Eagles, this game has had a lot of TV coverage around it, a lot of media around it, but uh, let's let's not take it too far. I think New York Jets is going to handle business at home. Tampa Bay, Houston, who cares? Uh Hopefully Houston gets their first win. Minnesota, San Diego, this is going to be a tough-minded game. But you can't count the Chargers out on the road, but I think AP will find a way to destroy this game up. St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Steelers, you know, I'm taking the Steelers, taking the Cardinals over the Niners, taking uh, Buffalo over Miami. Something's going around um, not too well in Miami right now. Chicago, Seattle, I think Seattle's going to bounce back, get their first victory. Green Bay is going to win. Oh, no, sorry, I'm taking the Chiefs. Monday Night Football. Sunday Night Football, uh, Detroit's going to get their first victory. Kwame Lasser, Sports Talk Show, Demi Lachey, I got to get out of here. It's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch you all Monday. Don't change the dial. Tune in to today's show, yesterday's show, everyday's show. You listen to Kwame Lasser, Sports Talk Show, and we'll catch you Monday.
much for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.